Hi, I'm Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse and the host of this podcast. Talk Tantra to Me introduces a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. My intention in this podcast is to integrate intimacy and spirituality, empowering you to reclaim your eroticism. It is my mission to inspire you to let go of shame, fear, and limiting beliefs to be present as your highest self in every moment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, let's talk Tantra. Welcome to episode 20 of Talk Tantra to Me. It is such an honor to be holding space for this divine knowledge to make its way into your ears and lifestyle. Today, I talk Tantra with Isla Rose. She is a dear, dear friend of mine and also a love guru alongside her partner, Jonathan, who has also been featured on this podcast in episode 14, where we talked about uh, non-ejaculatory orgasms for men. Jonathan and Isla founded The Love Gurus as sacred sexuality healers and relationship mentors. They are the founders of The Bridging Method, which is an incredible healing modality that I have experienced firsthand, where The Love Gurus work with you individually. They also host workshops in the LA area and are soon launching online courses. So welcome to the podcast, Isla. Why don't you start by telling us a bit more about your journey with sacred intimacy? So I'm Isla. I am part of the Love Gurus. I'm one of the founders. And I got started with Sacred Intimacy when Jonathan and I first got together. And that's my partner. Um, when we first started dating, it was all f- fabulous. Like it's like everything that we ever dreamed about. And then when we got into our sex, like our sex wasn't matching up. And, and it was really weird. And it was really scary because I felt completely naked. I felt completely seen by him. And that was like the first time it had ever happened to me because we were completely sober going into sex. You know, mm-hmm. when you first start dating someone, a lot of the time you're like at a bar and stuff and, and you're having drinks and it's easy to get into sex because you're, your body's relaxed. But yeah. this is the first time I walked into it and I was like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I'm frozen. And then all of these things started coming up, all of these insecurities, all of these things I've never thought about. Um, and mostly that I didn't know my body. I didn't know what I liked, how to touch myself, how I liked to be touched. I always knew how to please someone else. And I was always doing it for someone else, but I was never really doing it for me. Mm. And yeah. And with him, it was like, he was asking me all these questions about what I liked. And I was like, I don't know, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm not sure. So that started this whole journey into, um, how we can connect because since everything else felt so beautiful and magical like how can this thing that should be so natural was not working little did I know is that you don't you're not really born good at sex it's sometimes you have this chemistry and it'll last for like two months but if you don't study like the sacred aspects of it you can only reach a very limited spectrum Mm -hmm. so that's what and that's what got us into like tantric, tantric work and like Taoist sexuality. And that just exploded our lives in so many ways. That's beautiful. I love, I love hearing your journey again. I've obviously heard it before, but it's nice <laughs> to um, get a little deeper here. And I think yeah. that, I think that a lot of women can resonate in this fact of like not really knowing how to 
like what we like or what's pleasurable or how to even just really receive because our education is so fear-based and especially for women. Um, and then you have porn and, you know, all even, even Hollywood movies that really don't show any elements of like the depths of, of pleasure or intimacy. So none, uh, we had none of that. <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's tough, but I think it's changing and mm-hmm. thanks to people like you as well. <laughs> Um, so where has that led you like from, you discovered all this for yourself. So how did you kind of go into like the business aspect and like, how, how are you helping people in that way? Well, um, after we discovered the Yoni massage and that was just life-changing because we started basically de-armoring all of the trauma that I had inside of me, like, cause our body holds so much emotion we hold memories we hold all of these things and if we're not properly releasing them they're just being stored so when we started releasing all that from my body I had the most incredible like sexual experiences with him that I I didn't even think were possible like I just thought my body's completely broken like I don't feel anything like I'm pretty numb like unless I'm having really rough sex I don't feel anything so maybe just my body doesn't work like other girls and after that, after doing yoni massages and, and just my body started transforming me and I just had this, I felt this calling of like, I need to share this with as many women as possible because nobody in my circles is speaking about sex. Nobody's speaking about anything other than what we know in sex, which is mm-hmm. basically just go into it, you know, for 10 minutes or whatever it is and just the Yeah. <laughs> And then um, I just had this, both of us, like felt this like immense calling to share this with women. And then we developed our goddess workshops and in our goddess workshops, we taught women how to learn about their bodies. And you were there. You were, you yep. were like, <laughs> That's how that's we met. <laughs> so we, that was like my second workshop ever. And it was just like learning about your body, what your body can do about your pleasure anatomy, because that's not taught. Like you're basically taught, yeah, cool. You have a G spot and you have a clitoris, but good luck. You know, if you find your G spot, does it even exist? Can you even have an internal (laughs) orgasm? Like nobody actually talks about that stuff. So in that workshop, we got into all that stuff, Mm -hmm. where all those points are, how to reach them, you know, female ejaculation, all of that stuff. And, and, you know, I think a lot of women just I would get so many emails just saying thank you because they mm-hmm. had never heard about any of this stuff. And then um, a lot of women would get triggered into remembering um, abuse that they've had in their past. And um, that's what, you know, made them go into it and start healing that. Because if you're not talking about it, if you're making it taboo or wrong to talk about this, or you don't have a place to do it, it kind of just stays inside you. So I, I think it gave women an outlet to start talking about this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I know for me personally, like I had been aware of my sexual assault, but I feel like getting into this world was what really helped me heal everything to do with it. And it's still a journey. Um, and that's what makes it, you know, interesting and exciting as like my body changes and grows through each, you know, each time I I go through a different level of healing, I have like a deeper level of pleasure that I've accessed, which is really exciting. Um, as far as the Yoni massage, obviously if you're in LA, are you guys still doing workshops or no, we, uh, because of COVID like things got weird. So we're 
actually launching a six-week course soon and it's so much deeper than the goddess course it goes into every little detail that has to do with your body your brain how everything works together how to heal if you have trauma how to mm-hmm. learn to activate pleasure within your body so it's like the first step in in learning about yourself and getting into tantric sex and Taoist sexuality and sacred sexuality or whatever you want to call it um uh yeah <laughs> That's when, exciting. It's coming up. <laughs> when do you think it'll be launched? So if the, the listeners can look out for it. Hopefully, um, I think maybe my birthday. So in March. Um, uh, yeah, because we wanted to launch by Valentine's Day, but we got a little busy. So everything got pushed back a little bit. But we want to do like latest my birthday next month. That would be an amazing launch day. Yeah, right. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> First day of spring, you know, everything's blooming. <laughs> Amazing. Just in time, just in time for the new earth. Um, Perfect. Cool. So this whole kind of journey with sacred intimacy has led you to this beautiful partnership. And then you've built this amazing business and now you're going into, you know, a new stage of your life that I'm so excited about. Um, (laughs) Share, share that with, with us and kind of how that all came about for you. Well, this new chapter is that I'm pregnant and, um, it was a very conscious thing that we did together. It's and at first, like we got pregnant last year and unfortunately lost the baby around um, maybe 10 weeks. And that was such a beautiful experience. I feel like nobody really talks about miscarriages and they make it this thing that it's like in the shadows and nobody talks about and and it's afraid of, but it's so common. I found out that this is happening in like, one out of five women is experiencing a, a miscarriage. And what I experienced, I'm so tapped into my body because of this work. And I felt like this little angel came into my body to clean me out. I felt like all of my insights were cleaned out through this baby and it, it just came to heal me. And during that first pregnancy, I was forced to deal with so many emotions that I hadn't dealt with yet. whatever remnants I had inside me of my own personal sexual abuse were coming up and I was Mm. forced to do that like the baby was helping me face all of that Mm. and then when as I moved through that then the baby left with it and um this time around I was Jonathan and I were ready we we basically it was two months after we lost the baby and we were in Mexico and um it was I was ovulating and I just called in the baby. I got, I, I just said, Hey, if you're up there, we're ready for you. And we got pregnant that same day. (laughs) I have full body chills. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it was insane because the, the thing is that that first pregnancy, I felt the energy of the baby before we were having sex. Mm. I, I felt it there. And then, um, as we had sex, I had this crazy thought of like, Oh my God, I just got pregnant. I wasn't even ovulating then, but yeah, the energy of the baby was there. So I felt that. And I told him, and and I was just like, I just, I don't know why, but I think I'm pregnant. And then I missed my period, like by a day. And I was just like, I'm pregnant. Let's go get a pregnancy test. And we did that. And then I was, and then in Mexico, same thing. But at this time I called it, I did, it wasn't there. I called the baby in and then, um, that whole month I was just like I know I'm pregnant like there's just no other way about it and then 
of course, when we got back to LA, we took a, a test and, and I was. <laughs> That's amazing. Such a beautiful story. Like I said, I'm full body chills right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as the miscarriage stuff, do you have any like main advice for anyone that has like dealt with this experience or is coping with, you know, having a miscarriage or struggling to conceive just in terms of like finding that peace that you found, like, what was that journey like for you? Um, I think, you know, and I'm, I'm only, I'm only one person and everybody's experience is so different and so, mm-hmm. and they have so many things going on in their life. I'm so fortunate to have done all of this sacred sexuality work. I am so, so grateful that I knew my body and I knew how to listen to the messages in my body. So for anyone that has suffered through a miscarriage and didn't have the tools, um, there's nothing you did wrong. Like you have to understand that that's just life. And and it was trying to teach you something maybe about you or um, I don't know, there could be so many things, but it's, you can't, you can't hold on to that pain you just have to allow yourself to experience the waves of of sadness that come with it because it is really sad Mm -hmm. like I remember um that first week I um I didn't really want to talk to anyone um because some I I I felt like anytime I talked to someone I had to comfort them yeah that was really tough because everybody was so excited that we were having a baby and, and just being on the phone with someone else and feeling how they were affected was harder on me than actually losing the baby. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, I think for people going through this is like, take care of yourself. However, you need to take care of yourself. So for me, it was like stepping away from the phone. Like, I'm not going to go tell anyone until I feel like I'm completely ready to talk about it. Mm -hmm. which I was with within a week, I was like, I need to share my story because people have suffered in the shadows and I don't want people to feel alone in that. But if that's not your journey, and if you need to take a month, two months, three months to like deal with that, do it. But when that feeling comes up, when that sadness comes up, it's like a wave, just like an orgasm. It comes up like Mm -hmm. a wave of sadness. You have to allow your body to go through that feel that emotion and then it leaves and then it just if you hold on to it it just stays in your body and it just it's you you just suffer because of it mm-hmm. but it it could be such a beautiful it's it could be an orgasmic experience in a way but I mean, you know you understand that because of tantra it's like we don't make any emotion wrong we just kind of flow with yeah it. you gotta feel it to heal it for sure Exactly. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think it's a great parallel just for life in general. And again, touching on that principle of Tantra that like letting go of the judgment or the expectation around any sort of experience or goal and just being present for the experience and finding that beauty in it and finding that resonance, that way of, of turning it into for you, you know, it was this healing process and you recognize that the role that that soul played was a part of your journey and it was incredibly important and that doesn't take away just because you lost the baby that doesn't take away the sacredness of that pregnancy mm-hmm. um it makes it even more sacred in some ways um mm-hmm. sacred in, in its own unique way i suppose would be the best way to put it so it was definitely definitely part of my journey and i'm so grateful for it it opened me up even more in like sexually speaking like i felt like my body allowed itself to open up itself to more pleasure because you know like pleasure and pain are like two sides of the same coin so 
when you experience more of something, you kind of balance it out with the other. So yeah, like, that whole experience was just ex- expanded my entire being. Wow. And losing the baby too, like going through the miscarriage itself, like I did it myself in the in the bathroom. I didn't go to the hospital, and I was just like, okay, my body knows what to do. I'm just gonna sit in here and allow my body to relax into this. And I had read all the baby books and like um, hypnobirthing and all of that was like, again, in line with all of the tantric stuff that we were doing. Yeah, It was all about breathing, allowing, trusting your body. And I just sat in there and I breathed through it and my body pushed everything out. And then when I went to the ER in the, ne- in the morning after, they basically said, you did everything right. Oh, that's amazing. She's like, there's nothing we can do for you. Like you were completely right in this. She's like, you didn't do anything to lose your baby. This is very common. And that's when, where I got the mm-hmm. whole breakdown of like, this is very common and this happens and, and you're okay and you're still young and you can still conceive. And I, I was very lucky too, because I hate hospitals, but th- the people that were there were so gentle with me. And oh, that's good. They talked me through everything because again, it was in the middle of COVID. Jonathan couldn't go in there with me. I was in there by myself. Was in this cold table and then bawling because I had just lost the baby. And then this oh. nurse, this nurse comes in and, and he was like, It's okay. You know, I, I read what happened. It's like, and then he told me all of these sweet things. And then the doctor that came in was a very young doctor and and she walked me through the entire process of what happened and what my body went through. And like, she's like, if it seems like you're not bleeding, you're okay. So if anything comes back too strong, you can come back. But as of right now, I don't want to be invasive in your body because you, you followed all the right steps. So <laughs> that's really beautiful. It's such a testament to, yeah, listening to your body and also having the courage to not follow like the system where like trusting yourself, I suppose, I guess is the best way to put it because that's, that also takes courage, especially when we have this very, you know, clear, like, like reliance on Western medicine. And, and I think that there's really finding the balance there. Whatever you do, don't ever Google this stuff when you're in the middle of it. It was just Jonathan was Googling what to do. And I was just like, get off the internet. I don't want to hear any of that stuff. It was just like horror stories of like what happens. And I was like, no, I'm just going to sit in here. I just turned on the, the hot, the hot water and I mm-hmm. let it kind of hit, hit my belly. So it was soothing like the contractions because I was having contractions and he massaged my lower back. And then I breathed through everything. And it was like, it took around four hours. Wow. It was like like an actual birth, but you know, with a very, like a much smaller baby. (laughs) Much less developed. Wow. That's beautiful. (laughs) Thank you so much for your vulnerability and sharing all that. I've, I mean, I I don't think I've, I've never, I've never been pregnant. So I've never had this experience. And I think that it's not something that you ever read about or see or hear about. So I'm sure that a lot of people are finding a lot of peace with like hearing this story and understanding like the full range of experience. And um, yeah, so thank you for that. Moving into the more celebratory space. So with the <laughs> conscious conception, what did that like, how, like, how, like, what was the process in calling it in? Or do you have any advice for how other people might be able to do something similar? Okay, so it's, well, 
it's a very similar process of like when you're doing sex magic, for example, like, you know, you're, you're getting really, really excited. You're moving that energy upwards into from the lower chakras to the higher chakras. And when you're at the peak of your pleasure, you call it in. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's, it was the exact same process of like me tapping into my energetic system, me tapping into him and like us both wanting that, like we wow. both wanted it. And, and it was just like a unified thought in that moment of like, if you're there, like just come in. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I just, if I felt it, it, it was there, like it, it happened. It, it was magic. <laughs> it is actual like sex magic. That's, that's what you do. It's like that energy is so powerful and we've been practicing this for years now. So it's like, we know how to move that energy. We know we know how to call things in, like even material things. Cause you know, when you're doing sex magic, you can mm-hmm. just call into your life, whatever you, you, it is that you desire. And when you're tapping that in with all the emotion that you have of actually desiring that and wanting it and feeling it in your life and knowing that that's what you need, then you can bring in anything, including a human life. Yeah. Yeah. For the listeners, if you want more information on sex magic and calling in anything from like a baby to your dream job or to discovering your purpose, whatever it is, episode one of the podcast is really great. Um, but in terms of specifically consciously conceiving a child, what kind of like, so if you're, if you're thinking like, okay, in the next year or so, I would like to conceive, what are some like prep things that people can, can think about to get into that space where they're like super ready for that sort of experience? Okay. So health is very important. Like don't wait till you're pregnant to stop smoking, stop drinking, start eating healthy. Like we were already doing that. That was, that's part of our lifestyle. So I think that's very, very important to get your body ready. Mm -hmm. So you're not scrambling around when you're actually pregnant. Um, to like get your mind straight, like deal with any problems you have in, in your relationship. Like, don't think that the baby's going to be like this magic pill that's going to solve everything. You have to go through all your triggers, go through all of this stuff as much as possible to understand each other and bring this baby into like a more cohesive, like household. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like people sometimes expect the baby to solve everything and a baby's just going to add a lot more strain into the relationship. And, um, I think that's a very important step to do for like, logistically speaking, also take, um, your prenatal vitamins, because there's a lot of stuff that you can't get from your food, like folate, for example, I did that. And then, um, um, I don't know. I think that's all I did personally separate from what I normally do in my life. And of course I did my my sacred sexuality practices of moving energy and connecting to myself and moving my body and all of those things that tap me into my own energy. So I feel clear and clean to call this energy in. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really important to highlight that fact of like dealing with your triggers and traumas or being in the process, at least of like working through them and being open to continuously being a part of that process before pregnancy, because if you don't, and you're really resistant to those things, they're going to keep coming up. And then your kids are going to become a part of that story. And then it becomes yeah. a generational thing. <laughs> that's not, oh, yeah. that's not, you, very don't, fun. <laughs> you don't want to pass down all this, your stuff to your kid. And that's something that we, we do in our practice. Like we, most of our work has to do with trauma work. So mm-hmm. we, help people move through through all of their emotional blocks and like find out what their actual story is that's been like that basically runs them like yeah all of the, 
those emotional triggers and the conditioning that they have that is so subconscious that they don't know that that's happening. And there's something that, this is my own personal theory on, on conception and, and giving birth is like a, a birth or a death usually brings up all of the trauma and all of the stuff that you haven't dealt with. And, and we've seen the, this multiple times with our clients is like, if somebody dies in their family, all of a sudden they're remembering things that happened like 10 years ago and wow. things have hurt them and um, births do the same thing. And that's like somebody outside of you. Imagine if you're the one birthing that child mm-hmm. and that baby, just like the yoni massage, you're massaging like the inside of, of the vagina and releasing all of that trauma that's held inside. Now imagine this is like a really powerful yoni massage because that baby's head is pushing itself through all of those points and if you haven't released all that tension you're going to be forced to relive all of that yeah absolutely I think that's also an important thing to touch on as far as going back to the yoni massage and like yoni mapping thinking about how like a lot of our trauma you know both sexually and non-sexual even can be housed in our vagina especially the g-spot right and and having Mm -hmm. those sorts of experiences where you're it's like, it's like having tension in any part of your body. When you release it, it can be a very emotional experience. So definitely working on that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you have to have all of your stuff work, worked out because yeah. obviously that's impossible, but at least get started on knowing what's happening inside your body, like what you're holding on to. Because if you don't, it's going to be like a really big surprise when the baby comes and you're like having to deal with maybe postpartum depression. And I feel that that's what happens with postpartum depression. Again, this is my theory. It's yeah. like, if you haven't dealt with that stuff, you're being forced to face all of that. Yeah, I, I agree. You don't have to have everything figured out for any next big step in your life, whether it's a baby or a new house or you know a new career or whatever. But it's about knowing that like there's still work to do, being aware of like where you're at and, and being very open to like working through it, whether that means like, doing the inner work with yourself or hiring someone to help you or just taking the time. Um, so yeah. And, and there's also like, I know it's worked for me in the past. Like if I feel like I'm in a good solid space and I'm ready to level up in one way or another, I'll call in, I'll say like, please universe, give me whatever experiences I need now to like highlight the shadows that I still need to work through. Um, and it happens. And then you're like, fuck, what did I do? <laughs> but I feel like when I ask for it, it's more gentle than like when I'm like, cause what happens if you're not like actively working through this stuff, the universe gives you a feather first, and then it like has a loud noise. And then there's like a crash, you know, like yeah. if, you, if you miss the feather, if you miss the loud noise, then you have like a much bigger situation that you have to deal with rather than just like being aware during the first, you know, trigger moment, I suppose. So, yeah, well, the universe is only trying to help you get there. And if you're yeah. not listening, the easy way is going to push you into the hard thing. Yes. Like one of the art tantra <laughs> teachers says is like, you can either learn through love or through pain. You have to choose which one you want to do. Yeah. It's like, you know, and you're in charge of that. You just have to learn to listen. And, and that sounds a lot easier than it is sometimes. Absolutely. Cool. Love this. So just have the last few questions here to kind of wrap Mm -hmm. up. So we kind of talked about some integration activities or things to do, um, had some great advice in here, but if there's anything else that you'd like to add for the listeners to move into, into this space. Um, I think mostly learn your body because your body's always talking to you and 
it's not like it's yelling at you. It's like this like whisper in a concert. And you have to learn to listen to that whisper no matter what to get the right guidance. And mm -hmm. it's only loud right now if you haven't been paying attention for a while. But that whisper starts to kind of like the, the, the voice starts to get louder when you pay attention. Yeah. And, and, and that's that's basically my biggest advice to anyone in any, any area of their life, whether they're trying to have a baby or whether they're trying to work through trauma or whatever, or even experience more pleasure is like, learn to listen to your body. Mm -hmm. and, and that could be just as much as putting your hand on your heart and one on your belly and just breathing into it and just being still and letting your mind just kind of settle down and, and feeling the sensations in your body and tuning into your senses and, and that will take you into a more transcendental state sometimes because you move beyond the physical, beyond the mental, beyond the emotional, and you go into the spiritual realm where you really get all of the guidance that you ever need. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Beautiful advice. And I have my bonus question that I also ask all of my guests. What <laughs> awakens your arrows? What turns you on? What makes you feel juicy and erotically alive? Dancing. Love it. <laughs> oh, good. You've been doing like every day now. I've I've seen for on ninety story. days. Yeah, I've been not posting them, but um, because I've been really busy. But it's been awesome because I always have music playing now. Mm. This this challenge or whatever, um, per se, made me play music every day. And when there's music around, my body's always moving, and like that just you know moving your spine just awakens your kundalini so you're just like turned on like life turns you on everything feels yeah good. music yeah. is medicine i love it so good so good great okay last piece here where can listeners find you or support you oh um okay you can just go on our instagram it's at the love gurus la on instagram and on um i think we have a twitter too but we never really use that <laughs> and um if you go on our website, www.thelovegurusla.com, you can find all of our info as far as like our bridging sessions and the upcoming courses, which we're so excited about. We have the Goddess One course, which is, is more of the awakening the goddess. So it's more of a healing one. And then we have the Unleash the Goddess, which is more about going deeper into your sexuality and feeling good in your body and explosive orgasms and all of that fun stuff. Yeah. And then we have a men's course also coming up for all the men. So Jonathan will talk about that when he talks to you. And then we have a couples course. So it's more of like the tantric lovers and, and everything that it entails in a sacred union. Amazing. And you're still doing your in-person kind of bridging method too. I highly recommend mm -hmm. this for anyone that's in LA or traveling to LA. I have done one session and a mini session with you guys that yeah. one time. And, it's, and just being in your energy alone is like healing enough, but... You're still doing that, right? Yep. All of that is still going. Thank you again, Itla, for joining me today. And I also want to express gratitude to the listener. Thank you once more for opening yourself up to the idea of sacred sexuality. And if this podcast resonates with you, I would love to hear about it in the reviews. It means the world to me to hear your perspective. And your reviews also help this podcast become a bit more relevant in search results, which means that more people are able to benefit from the wisdom of spiritual intimacy. And if you'd like to take an even more proactive role in awakening the collective to sacred sexuality, I'd love it if you screenshotted this podcast and shared it on your social media. 
And if you do so, please tag me so that I can thank you personally. With so much gratitude and love, have a sexy and spiritual day, and I'll catch you next week on Talk Talk or To Me. Ta-ta!